It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character, there's three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James here. <laughs> the opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today we'll be sharing our experience on negative emotions. In this episode 87 of the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go. Woohoo. 87. Oh. 87. Do you guys remember yeah. that year? That was a good year. 87? No, I barely remember that year. <laughs> how about one memory from 1987? Do you guys oh, have one? God. How would I even pinpoint that? When I was like seven years old. Yep, one what, memory. What, what grade would I have been in? The Challenger blew up. Yep. That, oh my God. That was going to be my memory, but that's okay. Okay, that's his. Dennis, we're waiting. How, what, what, what grade would I have been in? I don't know, like sixth? No, fourth, fifth, fourth or third. I think I would have been in like third grade or something. So I do have a memory. The first time I ever skipped school, I was in third grade. And so it was probably 87 or 88. And like, I just walking to school one day decided I didn't want to go to school. So I had this plan is like, oh, I know where the public library is. I'll walk up to the public library and like hang out there all day, you know, not knowing that they would wonder why I was there so then I ended up like starting to walk there after like a mile or so I realized that I'm not even halfway there so I turned around and walked home and I was going to sneak into my backyard and like hang out on my trampoline all day but then my mom saw me run past the window and then she came out and yelled at me and took me back to school and that's when everybody knew that you were an alcoholic (laughs) (laughs) There's something that was off, that's for sure. Uh, do you do you have a personal memory, James, from '87, or do you want to stay with the Challenger? Okay. Well, that was the first time I. Um... It's funny. Were you really going to say that one? No, no, I wasn't. So I think it's 1987. I, I haven't fact checked myself, but um, I. I... I remember um, hearing about it. I was home from school and my mom and dad, they told me they were watching the news and I was like, what's wrong? You know, I could see that they were upset. They said, they told me the space shuttle blew up. And I was like, I didn't know what to to say. And then I was like, oh no. I was like, is everyone okay? They're like, no, everyone's gone. They died. And, um, and I didn't really think anything of it. But then they told me that one of the um, crew members was a teacher. And I don't know. I, I don't know if I was in second grade or first grade. But um, I remember, like, you know, you know, going to school, you get these personal relationships with your che- teachers because you're with the same teacher the whole year. And uh, back then you were. And, you know, I really connected like like they were uh, 
like a family member. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like it, it really hit home to me that that person, that was my first experience with death. And I felt sad and I remember crying. And um, so that was the first negative emotion with death. Wow. You know what? Hats off to you, buddy. I was waiting to see if Dennis actually was going to bring up anything negative emotions, but he had a pretty positive story. I like games. You know? <laughs> Mine was positive. I got in trouble. Ah. <laughs> uh, um, Yours was great, Dennis. Yeah, no, it was it was really good. It made us all chuckle and say, "Oh, Dennis, oh, uh, Dennis." I could oh, just Dennis. I could just see him like his little head bobbing up and down. Oh like, yeah, oh, <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I was three, so this is going to be a memory that was told of me because honestly, my first memories was probably when I was like five. Um. So when I was three, I started, I had a, a, a health issue where I started bruising like crazy in my uh, like primary doctor, care doctor, Dr. Dolgen was like, what's happening to Mike's like, like body? And they questioned my parents if they were abusing me and oh, they no. had to talk to somebody and they ran a bunch of tests and they found out that my platelet count was dangerously low. So oh, when wow. I was, when I was three, essentially you got to think, you know, James, you know, from having boys, it's like, well, boys and girls, like you fall a lot, you got bruises, everything else. So I was bruising so easily that if I actually did take an actual fall, I could have potentially died. So they had to pump me up with steroids and get me on all sorts of stuff. And it was like a scary time. So when I was three, like my mother says, that was the worst year of their lives because they were so worried about what was wrong with me because I was in and out of the hospital. Scary. And thankfully, they got it all worked out. And the the bad thing for me, because they pumped me up with steroids, that it affected me a little bit later. And when I was 10 years old, I puffed up like the state puff marshmallow man. <laughs> and it was man. it was so tough from like 10, like really straight through. I was heavier. And they said it was something because when you give steroids at the for many, many years when kids are younger, Usually it it will it has potential to screw the the stuff up, and yeah, your um, development. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, you know, it was it was not. It, which is also probably why I grew a heck of a lot until I was like ten, eleven, and then I stopped. That's why you're and, so tall. It, well, what happened? I grew a lot. Then I stopped, and then when I was nineteen, in between nineteen and twenty, I grew another six inches. So, wow, I think it, you, it, I think it has to do with that. Where are you sure they weren't testing the super serum on you? I think so. And I actually I just wrapped up. Uh, we can transition into how the last week's been. I put time in to because I'm always so jealous of Dennis's ability to watch a show. And James, no, I'm, I'm jealous of your stable mental health. Been <laughs> <laughs> watching the show. I, I watch a lot of TV because I'm mentally ill. <laughs> well, 
No, no, no. Stop, stop that. Like we, we talked <laughs> about some different shows. I've had a real cool. tough time this last year focusing on any show to be able to like, um, cause I've been a little bit stressed about like, how am I going to do a finances? Where am I living? You know, am I going to be able to find a partner? And right now everything's kind of leveling off. And it was just this past month that I've been able to watch. I watched the uh, Black Falcon uh, Winter Soldier. Um, and I agree with your guys' opinion that they probably could have just made that into like one movie that was three hours instead of stretching it out into like a five and a half hour show. You yeah. Know? Um, but I, yeah. But I, I kind of like what they're doing though, in the sense of like doing these little six episode like miniseries. Yeah, and this is Disney and Plus. As, if anybody's yeah. like, "Oh, what's he talking about?" It's on Disney because they're like they're like starting up the origin stories for the next phase of all the movies. So this mm-hmm. is basically like catching us up, and like this is how things have changed. This is how it is. So that when all of a sudden they come out with a new Captain America, and it's Sam Wilson as Captain Spoiler. America, Steve Rogers. Sorry, we won't. We're not like. Well, how did this come to be? Well, they just gave us six episodes showing us how this came to be. So we're did, ready. Did for you like guys next- notice the scene where his nephews are saying, Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam? That was definitely yeah. done on purpose. Jeez. I got it. I got it. So smart. Oh, Uncle Sam. I get it. I did <laughs> so not <get> smart. <laughs> they had to have done that all on purpose. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, um, so anyway, so I, I watched that and also... Uh, I'm a couple episodes in of this show that I sent you guys. I don't know. I know uh, Dennis didn't check it out. Um, I don't know if James, you did was louder milk with the lead actor. Yeah. Did you, did you see any of that James? I I watched the first episode. I liked it. It was funny. It's, it definitely, um, not that it paints AA in a, in a different way than like, you know, us three guys, but it's, uh, it shows different extremes that might actually be out there, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, every room is different. So, so I kind of got into those shows and the last week is good. Olivia's back to school after being quarantined away. Um, and potty training is, is taken like a quarter step back um, for her, but I think it'll get back once it gets back into normal rotation. So things are good. So how- how was her experience with going down to Key West for the potty training? I think all of that was was really good. Uh, she's still wearing a diaper at night, and she had a couple accidents. Um, I mean, that's unless, normal though. Unless something drastic changed, uh, her mom is just really. She always has some sort of a computer or her phone in front of her face when we were together, and maybe that changed, but. Uh, she said she had a bunch of accidents when she was watching her this past week uh, go in the bathroom. And I can only suspect, well, maybe it's because every 20 minutes I say, hey, do you got to go to the bathroom? You got to go potty? And she has no accidents with me, but she has a bunch with her. So yeah. uh, you have to kind of keep that up from what I read for like a solid time, like six months of like just yeah. asking. Um and yeah because she might she it's probably not connected yet where she even realizes she has to go yeah and, yep so but but it's everything else is uh is going good right along and uh that's good and i got to see you guys yesterday we were supposed to hang out today 
to record this, but we had to be in separate studios. Uh, yeah, I got some negative feelings about that. Uh, I figure. Dennis, do you want to go next? Catch everybody up? Sure. Yeah, I mean, my day or week is pretty normal. A couple, a little bit of anxiety yesterday morning and this morning, but I'm past it, I think. Um, as far as the television goes, like you mentioned Winter Soldier, the guy that played like Captain America and spoiler alert that ends up being like the bad guy or whatever. That actor, his name is Wyatt Russell. He's a uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. No way. Yep. Yeah. And I found another show on Hulu that he did, I guess a couple years back. There's only two seasons of it, but it's called lodge 49 where he plays like a completely different character or whatever. And like, now I'm a fan of this guy. Like he's a really good actor. And uh, so that was interesting, like diving into like his career a little bit. But other than that, I, you know, I've seen James a couple of times this week. I saw you this week. So life is good. Nice. I James? Get my, I get my second COVID shot on Friday. Oh, oh you're not COVIDed up completely. I forgot no, you did the, you did the two shots. I did yep. the double J. So I did the lazy man, as I call it. Yeah. Lazy man. James? Yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are we talking about movies? Because I have a good one. Yeah, however the the last week has been for you before we jump in. Let me see. I'm watching the third season of The Handmaiden's Tale. Oh, I so want to dive into that. Yeah. dystopian future it's, it's pretty pretty cool it's really well done really yeah. cool elizabeth moss is an amazing actress i i just binge watched that the last month and a half james and started <laughs> season four and they did announce in a big thing that there is a season five that they're doing as well so there's a couple okay. more dennis that whenever if that day comes that you want to jump in you're gonna have a lot to binge I'm so yeah. glad I shared that. I thought I was alone in that show. No. <laughs> and I just happened to share it, and you're like, you just binge-watched it. Yeah, I'm on season, uh, episode 10 of season three, so I, I like, you know. And I watched a, a really good documentary called The 13th Dinosaur, or 13th Dinosaur. Um, it was actually made by Lionsgate. It's really good. And it's about yeah. these paleontologists in the 90s that unearth um a tyrannosaurus rex in south dakota and it was 80 percent complete whereas before they've only found him 40 percent complete but um apparently it was on some kind of indian land that was in trust to a guy and the guy said yeah you can have it give me five thousand dollars but they never signed any papers and it wasn't his to give and long story short um, they seized the dinosaur and the paleontologist went to jail for two years for failing to fill out forms. Oh my God. Oh my God. It, was a, it, was, it was so crazy. Like the judge really had it out for them. But, what, uh, what was that on? That was on, I want to say Hulu. Okay. That sounds super interesting. It, it might be HBO Max. Okay. Yeah. 
But that, yeah, that was it was really good. It was just it was fun to watch that. And then um, you know, oh, and I'm, they said um, my boss came up to me and they're like, "Yeah, James, you can't work um, overtime anymore." And I kind of laughed. But it's like, yeah, you were scheduling me for overtime. I did not choose to do that. And uh, so this week I only have 33 hours, and I only work nights, and it's just phenomenal. Like I have all this free time um, to really just nap. But today I'm going to get stuff done. Today yeah, what are, you, what are you doing today? I went through my closet. I got rid of half my clothes. I'm donating them. Um, wow. Yeah, because anything I haven't worn in a year is just gone. Bye. And I'm going to do some spring cleaning, probably do some gardening. Uh, I'm getting a haircut at one. My highlight of the day is uh, talking with you gents, though. Oh, Transitioning to negative emotions. Though. I was on the morning meeting today, and you know, I was I was listening. I was like, you know, sometimes you're in a meeting and you're just not feeling it. My my, our sponsor Mike would say, "Well, what did you bring to the meeting, Jim?" Yeah, he would. <laughs> he always <does> that. <laughs> and I, I raised my hand to share. I didn't raise my hand. I just tapped, uh, typed in the chat to the host, um, and then you know, people aren't supposed to interrupt, but someone interrupt like. So and so has his his hand up, and so they kind of, you know, went before me, which is fine. I, I'm, but then this gentleman started sharing, and he referred to a postal worker as a black Negro. And oh I, no! And I was uh. like, really? What is this? Nineteen fifties? I I publicly texted, not cool, so and so, who it was. And I promptly left the meeting because I was feeling really negative and mad emotions. And I just didn't, and I was supposed to share next. And I was like, I just, and I, you know, I didn't pray right away. I was just, I was just kind of pacing around and I just start started to work, like getting my cats and dog fed. And just like, I was like, cool. Why would you do that? That's so stupid. Did yeah. Dennis hear that? Then I texted Dennis. Did you hear that Dennis? And he's like, what, what? I was like, oh, obviously you weren't paying attention in the meeting. <laughs> no, I think I I was already off the meeting by that point because oh, oh. I had to go do my commitment at the brick and mortar is it, meeting. Is it somebody that you know, James? Like, oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Oh, and that's such a bummer. It's just, it's just ignorant. It's you know, it's, the person's a little older, but still, I was texting Dennis. I was like, you know, some people when they get sober. They don't change everything about themselves, and they, no. they, still, they they still they refuse to change some parts of them. And you know, did did they like? Do you guys have the contact info where he would be able to reach out back to you, or not until tomorrow at the meeting? I, you know I, what I mean? Like if like if he had an amends that he felt like he was going to make, does he have a way of contacting you outside absolutely. of that? And one of the other. Yeah. He knows yeah. who, he, who he is. Yeah. One of the other uh, persons in the meeting texted my wife and said, um, and I quote, tell James I love him. Those choices of words were inappropriate, and I don't agree with that either. So that was nice. I was gotcha. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, just, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. And I'm going to kind of segue, and I'm going to steal Mike's job here, like, with a negative emotion that pops up out of nowhere like that, right? You have no control over it. all of a sudden someone does something or says something and it affects you in a very negative way. Like, how did you deal with that? Like, what's the best constructive way of dealing with that? For me, I, I left 
so I wouldn't say anything negative or like I just kind of retreated because that's what I needed to do at that time. Yeah. Like 20 minutes later, I went to God. I prayed. I was like, okay, God, what am I, what am I supposed to learn from this? Um, all right. He's, he's an older gentleman. He it might've slipped out. I'm, sh- I'm He probably didn't mean anything. Okay. I need to respond with love. I'm going to let it go. I've, I'm okay with it. If he wants to reach out, fine. I'm not going to reach out to him because it's not really that much important. I'm not going to. So God basically said that don't make a big deal out of this because mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. Um, and I just went through it and I felt fine. So that was what I went through. <laughs> yeah, it's and this is actually a topic uh, that you came up with, James, uh, a couple days actually early. Not that it was uncharacteristic, but whenever you go, hey, we want you want to do this as a topic? I'm like, yes, absolutely. The, the negative emotions, was that something that like uh, growing up you felt like uh, you didn't work through the best and the program has been able to like help you with? How'd you come up with the idea? Uh, the program is absolutely instrumental because before the program I had alcohol and drugs. Yeah. And that is how I dealt with it. When I was little, I remember when I wouldn't get my way which is mainly when I had negative emotions. Like my parents would say, no, I remember like just throwing a fit. I remember just screaming and yelling and shutting my door. And uh, my parents were very strong. They did not give in. And I would, um, and you know, I remember like after an hour or two of like feeling these emotions, it would, it would finally go away and I'd be okay. And then um, I remember at a young age, I would have the ability to go up and apologize to my parents and, and let them know that, you know, I, I was upset and they're like, I know you're fine. And then, but as I got older and I felt those emotions, you know, I, I didn't want to throw fits. So I just found other ways, quicker, easier ways. But we all know that when you drink and drug, uh, when you're feeling any kind of emotion, it's just going to enhance that emotion. So I would just feel more depressed or more angry and say things that I didn't mean and ultimately, it was just killing me. You know, it's your drugs and alcohol are just poisons for your body. Mm. And, you know, the, there's so many good things to take for your body. Like, why would you want to put poison in it? You just, it's funny. I don't know. You don't know unless you know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dennis, you're a pretty negative person, wouldn't you say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, I don't what's know. What's your experience? Lot, Obviously, I'm kidding. I mean, I think a lot like James when I was super young, you know, I didn't know how to process anything. So I would get, you know, throw tantrums, didn't get my way or whatever. If I was sad, I'd act out. If I was angry, I'd act out, if it, whatever. And it was very childlike. Um, when I got older, that shifted to like, um, like using drugs and alcohol. So if I got angry at someone, I'd get drunk. If I had a bad day or whatever, I'd get high. And I, you know, I repeat that cycle and just get to the point where I didn't care anymore, but it wasn't dealing with emotions. I was just really shoving them all down and trying to cover them up. And then, so when I, when I finally did get sober, it was a lot of like undealt with emotions that I hadn't felt 
in years, like came boiling back up. So my depression, anxiety and all that kind of stuff got worse. But, um, you know, as far as the program goes, you know, uh, like for dealing with these type of emotions, like I think like step four is like invaluable, you know? So like we, we do step four, you know, to clean up all this wreckage of the past or whatever. And we share it with our sponsor or someone else and, and try to clean all that up so we can start on a new slate. But like, I find like what it taught me is how to process these type of emotions. So if I'm like angry at someone or I'm scared of someone, you know, I can run it through the process of the step four really quick and be like, you know, what, what am I angry at? Okay. I'm angry at that. The sky is blue. You know, well, how does that affect me? You know, what uh, could I do differently or how could I look at it differently and like run it through all of these processes and process it somewhat like a normal human being where before I'd get like negative emotions and not really even understand why. And so I would just be, you know, more upset because I'm feeling upset kind of like, you know, that's my experience with it. Yeah, I I grew up with almost the thought that like negative emotions were a good thing. It's almost like a family trait. And maybe it's a regional trait, and I only say that because even whenever I go back, I feel like uh it's great seeing my family and friends and stuff, but they thrive on uh things not being good, even as far as the weather goes. Um you know, if it's a nice day, ah, it's too hot or, ah, it is so bright today. <laughs> you know, like I kid you not, it's, yeah. is the day too bright? Even if it's 70, okay. 70, the sunshine, it's beautiful. Oh, the pollen count was so crazy today. <laughs> and if there's not something to complain about, it's almost like the misery loves company. And I didn't realize that I was that way until I got to uh, college in Chicago when I just before I turned 21. Because I would complain about stuff and regionally, the people that I met were primarily from the Midwest, the majority of them, and they didn't. You know, one of my best friends actually was not from the Midwest there. He was from Memphis, Tennessee. Really, like, really, really thick Memphis, like, southern accent. And it was hilarious because combined, we sounded nothing alike. But he was so positive And he was so laid back. And I was high strung. Um, so I knew that I was, I was told I was negative. But... It was almost like, you know, funny, you know, but then when I turned 21 and put alcohol in it, which is a, what do they say? Depressant? Is that alcohol? It's like, it would make it even worse. So it was, it was just, it was a bad combo and it wasn't really until not even I stopped drinking. It wasn't until I started implementing what was said in the rooms and the steps and it was probably that first year I still had a lot to go through um and 
I don't think the negativity has actually fully gone away, but I'm about 90 something percent where if there's ever in need of a silver lining, I can get there. And that other 10%, I have my fellowship for, you know, um, and that, that that's what I, I lean on. Like I can feel that irritable and uh, agitated, that discontent. Now it's not early on. It was, I was irritated cause I couldn't drink. I still had the, the craving of like wanting to get out of myself by doing that. Now I want to get out of the emotions and I know the other things that I can grab, you know, I can pick up the phone. I can call somebody I can also uh, get out of myself and uh, help somebody else, you know, and it doesn't just have to be somebody in the, in the program. It can be a friend that I haven't talked to in a while that I know is going through a tough time. You know, this last year I think has opened up a lot of people's eyes that are not in the, you know, circular recovery of like, Hey, maybe we should be there for one another. And if there's anything that is good about the pandemic, I think it's, it's allowed that. Um, Cause the negativity in Florida, cause if you're not listening uh, in Florida, it's pretty much things opened back up um, a lot earlier in Florida than other places, you know, Thinking back, I feel like everything was shut down for, what would you guys say, like three months around here? Like all shut down or two months? Like I know. All- yeah, only a couple months. So. Yeah. Nothing. But that, you know, being shut down, there are still meetings in Vermont and also Massachusetts that have not resumed in person yet. Yeah. Even still. Yeah. We, re- we reopened, what was it, mid-June? No, it's true. June, July, you know, it's it's crazy to think that that's so long ago. Um, so I'm grateful to to kind of have that to look through a different lens of uh, you know how to stay positive and that we have that. What else were you guys thinking as far as uh, negativity? Like, have you? Is it tough not to take somebody else's inventory and? Like, I know for me, if somebody's having a bad day, even if they're not in the rooms, I'm like, but at least this happened, right? And they get easily annoyed at that. <laughs> well, I, all the time at work. Like, I'm always, like, on the bright side of things. But, and people can't really say anything because I am so consistent. I am always in a good mood. And if, if, ever, if anyone ever sees me frowning or not saying a lot, like, cause I'm very chatty at work. Like I'm always talking and having fun. Like they asked me, Are, what's wrong, James? Is something the matter? You know? And I was like, no, I'm just quiet usually sometimes, but it's very rare. Maybe like a couple hours out of 40 hours. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I go back to the four agreements, which helps me so much as far as negative emotions, you know, two of the main ones are, um, don't assume anything because you can't read anyone's mind and you unless you know what they're thinking which you can't don't assume anything you know you need good if you don't assume anything you can't really project anything and then don't take anything personally when people say things 
they're usually only thinking about themselves and their beliefs. They're not thinking about anyone else. And that's the vast majority of people. So if you don't take things personally, you're not going to feel a lot of negative emotions. Mm. You know? so that, all, that helps me. Those are like two key tools that I can use. It's not easy, but at least I know they're there and I can rely on it. And then, of course, going to God. So I go to God first. And I say, God, help me not to take anything personally today. Help me not to assume anything, God. Thank you. Holy Spirit, I invite you into my restaurant. Pave the way and let me be a light for everyone in there. And I do that every day. And and if I forget, I'll do it like in the middle of the shift. Be like, wait a minute, something's not right here. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool. I love yeah. that. I, I think there's a lot to say, too, about relying on the fellowship you know whenever you are feeling a negative emotion or not processing something or need to process something like reach out to someone you know like as an example like when i went to the hospital like a few weeks ago or whenever it was and you know i was scared out of my mind and whatever i had a rough night and you know, I reach out to my sponsor and stuff like that, but I reached out to Talitha for whatever, like, uh, James's wife for whatever reason, because James is at work and stuff. And like, just telling her about it. And then she was able to just give me like a completely optimistic perspective of it and turned it around for good. Like, you know, for as a, as a positive experience and as a positive thing. And if I hadn't have done that, then all night I would have sat in that same mindset that was not healthy for me. So just even reaching out to like my fellowship, yeah. it's good to like, one, just get it out, vent it out, get it, like let people know how you're feeling. And then they can offer either their experience or a new perspective on it that like, does wonders like we don't have to deal with any of these negative emotions alone you know yeah That's good. i love i love that you get you guys stole the words right out of my mouth you know yeah a little sloppy but yeah oh, that's, yeah why don't you guys <laughs> you get you guys are brilliant t-bert t-bert dennis was talking about you oh no <laughs> my gratitude buddy Hello. Hello, gratitude buddy. Hi, Rick. Hello. Hi, hello. Wait, hello. Talitha, do you have anything to say on, on dealing with negative emotions and how you deal with them? I give them to God and remind myself that God loves me and loves you too. Ah, beautiful. And That's I, nice. I say a prayer. <laughs> I say a prayer for the other person and myself. Yeah. Thanks, Bird. Thank you, T. You're, you're welcome. I'm watching you. Oh, were you not done? <laughs> well, I I think that pretty much uh, covers it. And making sure that if you are negative, yeah, don't keep it inside. You know. And also, it has never, ever, ever benefited me to talk about negative emotions with somebody else that uh, is perpetually negative. You know, uh, I don't want somebody co-signing my negativity nowadays. 
because yeah. that just makes it bigger. And I would much rather I, at this stage of my life, if I'm going through something that's negative, I want to get rid of it. I don't want somebody co-signing and going, yeah, how dare they? Um, I like that. Yeah. That, cause that doesn't. So, so make sure that if you're feeling terrible, Hey, you want to keep feeling terrible? That's fine. That's your business. You want to feel better? There's a program for that. And there's a bunch of people, um, you know, and you can reach out. We do still have our Twitter page. Don't think we don't, uh, that you can always reach out and we'll get, I think we'll get dinged. I check it every once in a while, you know, if anybody posts on there. So at the defective underscore characters, Florida. At the underscore characters there on Twitter. Yeah. So, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not allowed to check it anymore. So James and Mike are the ones that have to check it. Yeah. We're on top of that, or at least beside it. I don't like Twitter. It's full of negative emotions. I guess it's on me. (laughs) There, there is a lot. There's a lot of cool stuff on there, but there there is a lot of negative. That's all social media, though. It's the best and worst of of our humanity here. Darn you, Zuckerberg. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to say one more thing. Uh, you reminded me of Mike. You know, there's um, there's people in the rooms that um, you know, they could have thirty years, but they could be like just the most negative people. And you know, you can um, you can choose to to distance yourself from those kind of people because not everyone is has a loving heart. You know. Yep. And I've seen that more often than not, like just negative people with years of sobriety. I was like, well, some somewhere they, they missed the boat, man. Like they're just like being drugged by the, the cruise liner. Like they're sober, but that's about it. So you got yeah. to be weary of those people. And then it goes yeah. back stick to the winners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that goes to show too. It's a, it's a constant effort that we got to put into it because all of us, after 30 years could slip off, you know, and go back to our old ways and we have to be vigilant. Good point. And, you know, yeah. Dennis is the reason I say your brain, the brains of the group. Because you're, yeah, no, I, I was going to say because you're stupid. <laughs> but then, wow. Wow. Okay. No longer the brains, Dennis. <laughs> uh, good. I don't need that responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you guys for uh for hanging out we'll be back next thursday sharing our experience strength and hope with you with episode 88 we're the defective characters entirely ready to have all these character defects or moods remember mike. let go and let god do you guys have another slogan mike is not stupid mike is not, mike stupid. Is not. he is not stupid he not knows, today I, that he is not today satan not today, see. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Woohoo!